Hello everyone, this has been Kelly with Endeavoring Orthodoxy. Uh, today I want to talk about a subject, uh, what is Marxist theology? Is there any such thing as Marxist theology? If so, is it even biblical? No, it's not. So that's the short answer. So stick around and we're going to talk about this today. Uh, before we get onto that, if you would, please remember to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications because YouTube does not always recommend but we will get right into it. So what is Marxist theology? Now I'm going to be looking at my notes a little bit to tell you a little about what's going on here. So, but to put it simply, Marxist theology is theology that is done through the lens of a Marxist ideology. So it is the study of God, quote unquote, um, through the lens of this Marxist ideology. And so in order to understand this definition, we have to break it down even further. We have to understand, well, what is an ideology? And then also, what is Marxism? These, these, these terms kind of get thrown around in our culture today. We have so many people who are kind of leaving broadly evangelical churches to become quote unquote woke. And a lot of people are saying, oh, that's just Marxism that they're doing. Well, let's Let's step back from that a little bit and understand these terms so that we know what we're saying when we use those terms. So an ideology, it's really um, the content, the thought content that makes up the, the thinking of a group, typically a, a political group. So an ideology is literally the content of thinking, most often um, political thinking that characterizes um, a group, a, a social group, or a political group. And so Marxist theology is theology that is characterized by the thought content of Marxists. Now, Marxism as a philosophy originated with the thinker Karl Marx. Now, some people don't believe that Marxism really is a uh, philosophy at all. They kind of think it's a, a pseudo-philosophy. Now, some even would call it a religion. Um, I'm not going to argue that here or there, you know, it just depends on what certain people believe. However, uh, we're going to call it a philosophy for now um, and not really get into the technical terms of it. But Marx's philosophy, he really set out to challenge the political, economic and social norms of his time. And he used um, different theories to challenge those norms. He came up with theories like uh, labor theory, um, the labor theory of value, dialectical materialism, uh, class struggle, and socialism, which is really what we associate Marx with anyways. And so in theology, where Marxism comes up, then the main emphasis and focus is going to be on a kind of a dialectical process. And I'm going to explain what that is, a dialectical process in theology that focuses on class or social group struggle. So I'm going to explain what those two things are to help you better understand what indeed is Marxist theology. And so Marxist theology is um, theology that is characterized by a Marxist ideology, which contains the theoretical elements of dialectical thinking and social group struggle. Now, since we're defining Marxist theology, I have to define these two elements of the Marxist theory. 
mainly dialectical thinking and social group struggle. Now, the easier one, social group struggle, we'll do that first. Social group struggle really is a, a process of reflecting on and theorizing about perceived and apparent inequalities between different groups within a society. Now, Marx used class struggle um, within his own culture. We don't really have classes like he did in his day. And so what a lot of people have done is they have adopted Marx's class struggle theory and they have applied it to different social groups within our current context. And so we would see this in different social groups that we would characterize today as the haves or have-nots, the are or really those who are oppressed and those who are oppressors. This is really how this comes out in our theorizing today using Marx's theory talking about social group struggle. So social group struggle is the idea that there are oppressed and oppressors out there. There's an oppressed social group of people and there are oppressor social groups of people. Dialectical thought is it's actually older than Marx himself. Um, it's, it's much older than where Marx got it from, too. Marx really got his dialectical process from Hegel, but dialectical thinking um, as a thought process goes way back, goes all the way back to Plato and Aristotle and, and maybe even before them. Um, I, I really don't know, but it, I know at least it goes back to Plato and Aristotle. But Marx really got his dialectical process from um, a philosopher named Hegel. And Hegel used this dialectical process where he would have one thing and he would compare it to its exact opposite. He would bring those together and form a new thing. And, and Hegel used this as kind of like a philosophy of history that you have what you would call a thesis and then you have a antithesis. You would bring them together and they would form a synthesis or a more idealized um, type of history. And you would continue that process over and over again until you get to the final ideal history at the end of his idealistic process. And so Marx took this idea and he applied it to class struggle. He said you have the, the haves and you have the have-nots and you would bring them together and eventually you would form a synthesis of a classless society that would go on and it would bring about his ideal history. And so that's what Marx is using when he uses the dialectic. It's, he called it dialectical materialism. And so these are the two main theories that people will pick up on when they use Marxism and they apply it to theology. They will use dialectical thinking and they will also use social group struggle to try to use these to create a theology. So Marx's theology really is a theology that seeks to use dialectical reasoning around issues of social group struggle in order to reflect on or theorize on and put into practice uh, those things which will alleviate social group struggle. So we can see how those elements come in through um, the Marxist ideology and they place themselves into theology. Now, what I need to say right away is that there is no outright Marxist theology. You can't easily go into a bookstore or go online and just buy a book that says Marxist 
theology. Um, Karl Marx himself never wrote theology. Marx never really believed in God or anything like that. And however, there are theologies that highly integrate and use this Marxist ideology. And I take that to mean to what most people mean to be what most people mean when they say um, Marxist theology. And so uh, one of these cases is what we would call liberation theology. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, I will explain what liberation theology is. But however, I, I want to put this out there just to be fair. There is some debate about the relationship between theologies of liberation and the ideology of Marxism. Uh, for example, Roger Olson, who is really kind of one of the most renowned evangelical um, scholars of modern theology. He studied, he's really well known to understand theology within the 20th century, probably better than anyone out there in the evangelical world. Uh, Roger Olson, in his book, um, The Journey of Modern Theology, he dismisses the idea that liberation theology is ultimately rooted in Marxism. However, on the other side of that, uh, you have a scholar by the name of Christopher Rowland, who is an Oxford theologian and is actually considered one of the leading experts in liberation theology today. He actually sees great similarities between liberation theology and Marxism. And so uh, what can't be denied is that liberation theology does have a use of dialectical reasoning and it is concerned with social group struggle and that's why i personally see it as a marxist theology and so there's there is absolutely a connection and in, and an influence from marxism in the theologies of liberation and so while marxism may not it, it may not be the the great originator of this theology, I believe the burden of proof lies on those theologians who claim that Marxist, you know, liberation theology is ultimately not rooted in Marxism because there are such great similarities. And we see these elements that I've already given you, they are used within liberation theology. And so uh, what I need to do is I need to tell you what exactly liberation theology is. And so there were there were mainly uh, three types of liberation theology, and I say they were. They, these theologies came about in the later half of the 20th century. Uh, they've really fallen out of popularity, although a lot of their ideas today, I would say, are being picked up and utilized by those who are kind of becoming what we would call ex-evangelicals, or they're becoming quote-unquote woke in their theology. I think a lot of these former liberation theologies, the ideas that these um, originators came up with, they are being recycled, repackaged, and reused in theology today. And we're not really sure exactly what to call this new theology, but they are definitely um, getting some influence through liberation theology. There were three main types of liberation theology. We have what we call Black liberation theology, uh, Latin American liberation theology, and women's liberation theology. And, and we can't get deep into the specifics about each, but um, just simply because there's just too much to cover. Um, but what we'll do is we'll try to give a general overview of each, and then 
what we'll see is we'll, we'll see these elements, um, particularly dialectical reasoning and class struggle, come through. And so it's important to remember that all these theologies, they were developed within a, a cultural context. So black liberation theology, it's, it's developed in, within the context of racism in America, specifically in the 1960s and the 70s. Latin American uh, liberation theology, it's developed in the context of major class struggle for the poor in Latin America. And then women's liberation theology, with it's developed within the context of, of feminism and the need for women to be liber liberated from the patriarchy, quote unquote. And so all these liberation theologies, they, they vary in their degree um, to how they are viewed by the church as whether how orthodox they are versus how heretical they are. But um, what we need to understand is that, you know, some, some of these theologies like Latin American theology, a lot of um, the Roman Catholic Church view this type of theology within the realm of orthodoxy within um, the church and they have a positive reception of that kind of theology whereas other theologies like black liberation theology and especially women's liberation theology those theologies did not receive as warm of an embrace from their perspective you know context that they were located in specifically black liberation theology and women's liberation theology definitely was not received um, in the Western world by what we would call um, orthodox um, strains of Christianity. Now, what all liberation theologies have in common, really, is they are ideas of social group struggle, how they use them through dialectical reasoning, and also how they use that in relationship to doctrine of sin within Christian theology. Now, there are many, many more commonalities that these theologies have in common between each other, and you can see them, you see those commonalities in the roots of Marxism. We could go on for a long time and talk about those, but I only need a few of these commonalities to really describe how they are related to Marxism. Now, typically, Orthodox theology understands sin on an axis there is both a vertical axis and a horizontal axis. Um, this is classic kind of theology you would find in many evangelical or even Roman Catholic or Orthodox, you know, types of books talking about sin. The vertical axis of sin has to do with how um, sin exists between man and God. Man sins against God. There's also a horizontal axis of sin that talks about how man sins against man. And so we, we, we can see that as Christians, we understand that. We know that we both sin against God and we sin against man. That's why Jesus tells people to love God and love people. It's very important to hold those two axes together and make sure that we're not failing at both of those. But liberation theology, for the most part, and at least I can't find it in my reading of it, and it's not something that's talked about much at all, Liberation theology does not have a vertical axis of sin. There is only a horizontal axis where certain people groups of um, who are oppressed sin again, or they are sinned against by those who are the oppressors. So liberation theology doesn't have that 
vertical access to where it understands people to sin against God. It only has a horizontal axis of sin where certain people sin against other people. And so there's, there's no sin against God. There's only sin against people. Now, salvation, because of this relationship of sin between people groups and no sin again, um, between man and God, salvation in this type of theology is understood as the social restoration and liberation of people groups who are oppressed. Remember that whole class group struggle, that social group struggle? Well, there are people who are oppressed and there are, there are oppressors. Salvation is finding the restoration and liberation of those oppressed people. Salvation is not being reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. It's achieving social equality and liberation for oppressed people groups. So again, there's there's no really spiritual aspect to sin within this kind of theology, which makes sense because it has roots in Marxism, and Marx was what we would call a dialectical materialist. He was only concerned with the material world. And so liberation theology having roots in Marxism really only has concern for the material world. It believes in building the kingdom of God here and now, and it doesn't see really any future eschaton or future reality of, of heaven where Christ reigns. And so uh, these are only some very broad generalities about liberation theology. Now, how is this theology then related to Marxism? And I have, I have just a few ways to give to you, and then we'll wrap this up. But both um, liberation theology and Marxism, they have a fixation on the material world, which I already discussed a little bit. All the theological aspects of liberation theology, um, they have none or very few spiritual aspects to them. Um, heaven is primarily seen as something that is achieved here on earth. It's something that is achieved through you know, our social group struggle and continually building on that dialectical process until we finally realize that ideal synthesis state where we have a, you know, a no more oppressors in our society, which I'm not even sure that can happen, you know, when we look at biblical terminology for, you know, a second relationship between is that both liberation theology and Marxism, they engage in that dialectical process. So again, we, we've talked about that already. You have the oppressors in liberation theology, and you have the oppressed people that liberation theology is concerned for. Those are the people who are being sinned against. There is no vertical axis of sin in this. And so the dialectical process is really theorizing and reasoning about how to bring these social groups together, synthesize them, so that again, you have just a social group that is reconciled to each other um, with no more sin. And there's, there's never really any reconciliation to God in that kind of process. So Marx used dialectical reasoning to further his economic theories about conflict between classes. Liberation theology uses dialectical reasoning to further a need for theological practice to liberate the conflict between oppressor and oppressed groups. So while liberation theology does not necessarily mean 
it's a Marxist theory, there are undoubtedly many similarities between the two, and you can't escape that. There is there is undoubtedly that dialectical reasoning process. There is undoubtedly that social group um, struggle process in there. And so this is really why people say theories like or theologies like liberation theology are Marxist theologies. They have these relationships to the kind of theorizing and the in the root practices of Marxism. So what applications can we take away from this comparison between Marxism and liberation theology? Well, one, we can question whether such theologies, because of certain aspects of their theory, are they even Christian theologies at all? And so uh, the reason I say that is because these kind of theologies, you know, these kind of liberation theologies, they completely overturn the orthodox doctrines of really sin and salvation. They have a completely different view of what human sin is because they only see human sin as existing between different social groups, and they have a completely different conception of what salvation is. Salvation is not being reconciled to God. It's having it's being reconciled in these social groups. And so we can ask ourselves, is this even Christian or is it trying to use a Marxist and Christian framework to really get a political theory across? I, you decide. I, I know where I stand on that. Um, we can also see movements within the church today that focus on social restoration through a similar process of dialectical reasoning, comparing oppressors and oppressed groups. And so uh, we, we're seeing a lot of people today use these type of elements to kind of walk away from the church. And we have to ask ourselves, well, is that theology even Christian or not? They're, these people are consciously walking away from the church. And I believe they're, they're, their thinking has its genesis both in this Marxist ideology and also the liberation theology that we, we saw originate in really in the middle of the 20th century. And then lastly, for application, you know, we should also know that these associations, they are only really the tip of the iceberg when we come to comparing liberation theology and Marxist um, theory. There are more similarities and relationships between Marxism and liberation theology um, we just don't have time to talk about all of them. And so I, I know for a fact through other, um, through other people and learning, um, a guy by the name of Paulo Ferreri, who was kind of a, a, a Marxist education reformer, um, he has his roots. He's, he states in his books that he has kind of his roots of thinking within liberation theology. He's an out and out Marxist, but he says he really understands his Marxism through liberation theology. So more of these similarities, these commonalities, these relationships, they exist between Marxism and liberation theology. I simply don't have time to talk about all of them today. I don't want to necessarily talk about them all today. wanted to give you a basic snapshot of what is a Marxist theology. So that is what a Marxist theology is. It is a theology that is focusing on a Marxist ideology by using dialectical reasoning, talking about 
social group struggle. So if you're ever trying to find out, is this theology really Marxist in origination, think about these elements, see if you can find them within that person's thinking, and try best to use the application to challenge and critique those theologies. So that's all I've got today. Thank you for watching. From here, go read a good book. I love you. May the Spirit illuminate you. God bless you.